I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. up everybody this is robert marshall with the i am man podcast i am so glad that you are listening to us today i have a special guest a friend a brother a mentor to me um he's an amazing man who has an amazing legacy and has impacted literally lives all over the world um that's no other than my friend my brother my mentor roy patterson um roy is uh amazing guy he's actually quite comical as well um, and his resume is as long as God knows who but he's been around a long time and I think he even may know Jesus uh, and is yet waiting on his return <laughs> so um, I'm excited that he's here today and uh, we're going to look forward to having him on the show um, helping us in our series asking the question what does it mean to be a man um, I'm excited to have Roy. Hey, Roy, how are you, man? Glad to have you man, on the show. I'm good. It's always good to talk to you. Appreciate who you are, what you're doing, and I love that music too. I got to get a copy of that. Oh man, thank you. Well, that's purchased, so you might have yeah. to. Uh, I can show you where you can find it at. Okay, then. <laughs> Hook me up. Yeah, man. You know I have no problem with hooking you up, man. How are you today? Man, you know what? I'm I'm good. Um, you know, right now we're going through this coronavirus thing and it shifted things, turned things upside down and and God has proven to us that uh, we're not all that we think that we are. I've, I've been telling folks that this war that uh, Corona has waged on us is uh, shut down the world. Not a, a, a bullet has been fired, not a knife has been drawn and not a bomb has been dropped. Mm. And we are sheltered in place. Come on, somebody. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm praying more. I'm thinking more. I'm planning more, and uh, you put out a word not too long ago. We need to expedite this time. We need to use it very, very wisely. Don't waste this time that we're we're sheltered, we're locked down, and so uh, I'm taking heed to your advice, man. Well, I didn't know that you follow me that closely on social media. Do, sir. Well, I, well, as you guys know, and as you hear, Roy is a bona fide preacher, so I might have to help him a little bit. You know, we might have to help him. Roy is a bona fide preacher, <laughs> and so I'm sure that Roy is going to give us and give us some words and drop some knowledge on us, man. Uh, Roy, so you are a father, you are a brother, you're a mentor to so many different people. You've been holding down your position um, within higher education, Christian higher education, for a long time, but you've pastored churches, you've 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 done so much. So I'm asking you at this stage of your life um what does it mean to be a man well it's interesting because you know when you're younger you think you know everything and you realize that um you're really still on a journey and the sooner you can come into um the reality of of who you are and who you are not what you got what you don't have man um i'm still growing i'm still developing and here's the funny part. 
uh, when I look back over my life and I see some of the things that I've been through, uh, to be honest, some of them waylaid me. Some of them um, knocked the wind out of me. And um, and I'm not happy about some of my responses, to be honest. Um, but yet I've learned from them. And some of them I've learned the first time. Uh, some of them, to be honest, uh, it took me a while to figure it out. And so, um, yeah, for me, being a man is uh, uh, growing, it's striving, it's uh, walking the best that you can walk and realizing that you're, you're not God. God is God, you're not. And he's created you to be uniquely who you are. And so I'm trying to walk in light of that. Man, that's interesting to know. I think out of everyone I've spoken to, your definition of what it means to be a man is closely related to what I've been saying. And mm-hmm. that is uh, my working de- my working definition, because I'm sure it's uh, it's going to evolve and it's still evolving, is that manhood is a commitment to the journey. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment. Mm. It's a commitment to the journey. And it's amazing that you talk about um, the process and you still growing. Whenever I talk to you, Roy, I always get this sense and feeling of um, continued momentum, continued growth. Um, You're you know, you're uh, I don't want to call you a senior saint, but I'll call you well seasoned. Well seasoned. <laughs> I'll call you well seasoned. And uh, what I notice about when I speak to you, that you there's times that you are grace filled. There's times where you're where you're calm, where you're where you're. Uh, I don't want. I don't know if sensitive is the word, but I'll use it for right now. Sure. Where you're Fair sensitive, time. but then I've also noticed that there's times where like no other and no other person the only Roy Patterson way where you oppress it right well you know what sometimes you're not having it come on <laughs> now you just you just not you just at least in my case I'm I'm 61 years old and uh, it's no need for me to go back to kindergarten uh, when I'm at least a high school you know a high school student hopefully college grad grad school. And so when people try to take you back to uh, where you've already been and uh, pat you on the head, you you do feel a certain kind of way about it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there are times where I just feel like I need to help. I need to help people adjust to the reality of who I am and who God has called me to be. Uh, they don't have to put me on a pedestal. Matter of fact, they don't even have to keep me on a pedestal. But don't push me off the pedestal. Don't push you. Please don't. So how so how do you manage and how because there's this thing called cold switching and I'm I'm gonna lean on your professional side a little bit more right now. You I've okay. watched you and I've observed you observed you and you um you have a way with words. How do you um be authentically who you are as a man, as an African American man, um, in professional settings when people do try you? Well, most times, to be honest, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I do. I start off there. Uh, they don't know. They don't know better. And so I, I try to help them out. When people are committed to craziness or they're committed to ignorance, then I, I think you have to um, make a decision. You know, Proverbs says, answer not a fool according to their folly. The very next verse says, answer a fool according to their folly. And so sometimes you have to take people um have to take them there for their benefit and for God's glory. Uh, you, you really, really do. And um, I, I, it hurts me, it bothers me when um, people treat other folks 
as if they're stupid. I just, I don't, I don't understand that. We, we have so much to offer each other. It's so much we can, we can do to benefit each other. So, um, I've seen it with, um, treatment from black people, from white people, Latino people, just people in, in general. We have this thing about us that sort of wants to, uh, lord it over each other. And I, I just don't get that. So, Depending on which day it is, and hopefully I'm pretty even keeled. Hopefully you're even keeled. I've seen you do some wonderful things uh, in our in our settings. Hopefully we just all have the mindset of saying, let's treat each other respectfully. Let's treat each other lovingly. Um, I try not to to uh, cut anybody's head off. I try my best not to do that. But every now and then you do need to um, give people a reality check. And and I think that is part of, of manhood as well. You just you just you just have to do it. <laughs> and and you know what? If they really want to grow, they don't mind. Matter of fact, I've had people come back and say, you know what? Thank you. Uh, I did I didn't mean I didn't mean any harm uh, by such and such. Or uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but thank you so much for telling me the the truth. The Bible says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend, yeah. but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy." Mm. So. Uh, um, I, I, I don't try to hurt people. I, I try to help people. And sometimes that does mean you have to just give give them the truth and the raw. And in most cases, again, people, um, they receive that and we keep it moving in most cases. Wow. So how do you how do you balance it all, Roy? Because you have a family, you have children, you have um, you have a wife, you have a ministry, um, you have a job. How do you at this stage balance it all? And the reason why I ask this question, because, you know, I'm a younger man um, and I'm new to fatherhood. I'm new to not totally new, but sort of new to my professional career and just balancing life Um, at this stage. What advice would you give someone who's trying to process and balance all of the responsibilities life has to offer them as a man? Um. I think you do it, you know, prayerfully. I think you have priority. I'm not sure you you can do it all. Um, to be honest, I, I think that um, uh, depending on where I'm at, I try to do my best at work. I try to do my best uh, with my family. I try to do my best. I don't always succeed uh, there. You know, um, my wife is a pretty wonderful person, and um, there. It's funny how when when you're in relationship, the the folks that are closest to you are the ones that you tend the most to take the most for granted. And so every now and then the Lord will um, pull me up and say, hey, um, all this win in the world stuff is good. And I want you to minister, but your ministry starts at home. And so for me to to treat my wife right, to treat my kids right, to touch base. And the reality is uh, a lot of what, what needs to happen doesn't take a long time. If I just pay a little attention to my wife, uh, that goes a long way. If I pay a little attention to my kids uh, as they were growing up. And uh, even now, just a little call. Hey, how y'all doing? You good? Um, showing up at an event, et cetera. Um, practicing the power of presence. I think it, it, it does it does go a long way. It, it's, it's meaningful. I want to go back to the last question you asked. I'm not sure I answered it uh, fully. You talked about code switching. Mm, and by yeah. that, I, I think you mean, you know, to be able to communicate and to thrive um, as a black person uh, with black folks and with, with white folks uh, in particular. Um, I, I, I am very committed to being who God has called me to be because I have tried the other way and I failed at it. 
and I, I didn't I didn't know I was trying, but I, I found myself talking differently, uh, walking differently, praying differently, singing differently, etc. And then it dawned on me one day that if people love me, they love me. If, if some people don't uh, like me or, or they're merely tolerating me, they're doing what they're doing. And so the more I can bring my culture into something, the better. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I first started doing radio, a national show called uh, Urban Praise or uh, Celebration of Praise, actually, uh, and um, a program called Music for Sunday with Moody Radio. Uh, when I first started, I, I, I was very conscious that my audience was primarily white. And so I would start off the program by saying, hey, this is Roy Patterson. Thanks so much for being with me. I appreciate you. God bless you. Hey, today we're going to have music by Casting Crowns, Third Day, and Chris Tomlin. Don't you touch that dial. More great music coming your way. That's how I started out. Uh, <laughs> as time went on, um, I, I was like, hey, this is Roy Patterson. So how y'all doing? Hey, good to, good to hang out with y'all. I, I just started putting a little more hot sauce. <laughs> I just added just a little more flavor to it. And uh, now people expect me uh, not only to be me, but they expect that flavor. Uh, I, I've tried to preach that to a number of people, especially my white brothers and sisters in, in radio. Uh, if people like Aretha Franklin, and people do, the people like Whitney Houston, and they do, and they do. I can go on and on. Like Erica Badu, I could go on and on and on. Uh, with this, and and if the world has the good sense of appreciating good music, no matter who the singer is, certainly the church and Christian radio ought to be able to do the same. So uh, when Urban Praise started, Urban Praise at uh, Moody Radio started, people uh, dived into it. Again, not because it was black, not because it was me. Uh, it was because it was great music. They had never heard Ty Tribbett before. They had never heard Fred or, or Yolanda or Jay Moss, they, and they loved it, absolutely loved it. So I, I guess to answer your question, I, I've given you a long answer, uh, but the bottom line is um, who I am, who you are, it's, it's worth something. I, I know others might try to discount it, mm. try to say that this is a, a, uh, a mess up in aisle 10, uh, or call us a blue light special. The reality is I'm skillfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. God has made me me. And uh, I need to bring me to every situation. Now, they might not be ready for all of me. And to be honest, I'm not ready for all of them. But as we grow in relationship, uh, me not only is going to uh, sort of, of come out in, in time, sort of seep out, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to bring more of me because that can deepen relationship. And I want them to be authentic with me as well. Wow, that's powerful. Sorry. No, that's powerful. I, I really value appreciate your answer. Um, as you are um, doing so much that you do do, what do you wish you had known when you had started out? I wish I had been more authentic uh, starting out. Um, I interviewed Kirk Franklin probably uh, four or five months ago, whenever the, the, the CD came out, the last one that right. he put out. And Which I was amazing, the by the way. This, yeah, thanks, bro. It, it, it was a that's that's a great question. And he said, um, if I could go back and deal with the young Kirk, I would say, know your work. Um, he said, people took advantage of me. People um, really just ripped him off. And if I could go back, I would I would know my worth. I would walk in light of that, knowing that um, not only am I skillfully, wonderfully made, but I'm, I'm intelligent. Uh, my masculinity is, is worthwhile. 
Uh, why should I play small when God has made me big? Now, I, I love an old phrase. This is way beyond your time. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to be big when little got you. Oh, I'm very familiar with that. I'm very familiar with it. Matter of fact, I had a mentor that's quoted to me all the time. Okay, so so we, we, we need to be who we are. And uh, this isn't just a white thing or a race thing. I, I really believe the devil does his very best to convince us that uh, we're not all that God has created us to be. And we should just get off that path. We should get off that highway and sink back to, uh, instead of great expectation, low expectations. Mm. And so if I could go back uh, to young me, I would say, hey, you got something. Uh, go on and, and love God, love family, uh, love who you are, and surround yourself with people, um, co-workers who will, will value you. Uh, the other folks, you can minister to them, but the folks who are going to be in your circle, make sure they value who you are, you value who they are, and um, let's let's take this mountain, like Caleb said. Let's, let's give, give me this mountain. I, I believe that I'm a I'm a mountain taker, and God is still a mountain mm, mover. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's good stuff right there, man. I, you have to say that again because I'm going I'm to use that clip. Say what you just said. <laughs> it's a reality that God has made me a mountain. Well, God is the mountain mover, and I'm a mountain taker. And if I just uh, believe what other folks have said about me, that I'm just a grasshopper. That's that's what the children of Israel said about it. I'm just, you know, we're just grasshoppers. We can't we can't take it. And Joshua and Caleb were like, hold on, God is with us. They they got all this fruit, this milk and honey flowing through the land. Uh, why should we be small when God has made us big? Why should we live over here mm. when God wants us to live in plenty over there? I'm bigger than you think I am. <laughs> There's more to me than what you see. I wish I had. Some <laughs> That's what I go back and tell me. I, I waited a lot of years. I a whole lot of years. Lord have mercy. You know, that's actually one of my favorite passages to talk about. Um, it is it's actually in because in that passage of scripture, it talks. You know, when they when the spies go back and they tell um, the people, listen, everything that God said it was going to be, that land is going to be, it was everything. And they all saw the same thing, but they all came back and they all had the same report. But their perspective on what they saw was drastically mm. different. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The land is yes, flown sir. with milk and honey. It's it's amazing. Everything is what God said it would be. But when they looked at themselves, they said, we are inadequate and we don't have what it takes to conquer what God has already said belongs to us. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's one of my that's one of my favorite passages of scripture to yeah. talk to. And I think for me, um, in all transparency, um, and you've helped me with some of this, I struggle at times with understanding my value, understanding yeah. my worth. And um, I, I will play myself small. And one thing um, that I love about Roy, Roy has this way of nudging you into purpose, pushing you into what you feel <laughs> uncomfortable doing. And he looks at you with a smile while he does it. Uh, so there's been conversations where Roy is like, no, you're, you're, go you're going to do this. Amen. And then proceeds to walk away like you didn't say anything. Uh, but. Roy, uh, what do you do or how would you speak to uh, a, a man that's listening who is trying to grasp that he is big and that mm. God has big things in store for him, but his surroundings um, 
try to swindle that or misinterpret um, his uh, his his greatness, his bigness for pride or arrogance or being full of himself. What would, how would you speak to that? Yeah. Wow. Um, first, I would say you're not the only one. You're not the only one that's struggling with uh, inadequacy or with other people just tolerating you instead of celebrating you. I mean, I've been through that. I still go through that, to be honest. I still uh, have to tell myself, if I'm going to be in this meeting, I need to say something. Otherwise, I could have stayed in my office. Mm. I could have stayed at home. I need to I need to bring what I can. Or I don't need to be a part of this, this collective. It's, it's one of the two. So I, I need to not just say something, but I need to say something of value. I'm reading through the life of um, Moses right now. Uh, Moses, woo, Moses did not want the job. He didn't want that job at all. And he came with excuse after excuse after excuse. And I think his biggest, his biggest hesitancy was when God said, I need you to go and talk to the elders back in, in Egypt land. Talk to the elders, the, the Jewish elders, and let them uh, know that I, I sent you back. And he was like, well, um, he got real nervous then. I think it's easier to minister to strangers than to minister to your, your own family, to your own. Yeah. Because they know you and they can remind you. And I remember you when you blah, 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 blah. So to answer your question, I, I think once we, we have that encounter with God, and uh, we, we do have to have those encounters with God, where God reminds us, this is what I want you to do. Um, I'm not playing with you kind of encounters with God. God is saying, I'm not playing with you. Uh, destiny and purpose is involved in my call on your life. Mm-hmm. I said, go do it. You think I'm playing? And you realize, wait a minute, I'm not just talking to my boy, my homie, my road dog. I'm talking to the God of the universe who blessed me to be saved and has called me out of darkness into the marvelous light. And he has, he does have a belt. Yeah. Somebody. And so and he's you know more than a friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If he does, you're just like, you know what? Uh, like Moses, let me let me get up and go back to Egypt land. Let me go on and be all that God has called me to be because the reality is I'm nothing without him. Yeah. I'm lost without him. Yeah. And um, if, if I've got anything, it's because he gave it to me. And um, I do have something value. And this is what I found, uh, to be honest. Sometimes our belief that people don't want to hear us is stronger than... Uh, the reality, the reality is for a lot of people, they, they love to hear you. Mm. They, they love to pull for you, but you got to believe that what you got is of value. It's of worth and go on and share it, go on and be a blessing. And, and you might be surprised to realize you have more allies than uh, you have enemies. Wow. You, you, you really do. So just go on and share it. And, and, and those that, that might be haters, that, that I'm, I'm telling you. This belief that everybody is a hater, everybody's against me, everybody uh, doesn't want to hear me. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Just do what God has has told you to do, and keep it moving. And uh, you, I think you're going to find out there are more people who are cheerleaders than than you actually thought. Because the reality is, uh, God has anointed you to do what you've done. And as you minister, as you see people set free, um, there's going to be some gratitude around you. So. I would start just encounter God, stay in God's presence and um, let him lead you, let him guide you, let him manifest his presence in and through you and uh, take your eyes off the wind and the waves. Like mm. Peter, unfortunately, did focus on yeah. that. Um, and then keep your eyes on Jesus. But let me say this on Peter's behalf. Peter had the good common sense to say, Lord, save me. Yeah. Um, 
before he drowns. Some people, I really do believe uh, that they look at the wind and the waves, they start to drown. They feel like, well, this is what I deserve. I deserve to be underwater. No, hold on. Um, if you do defocus, ask God to help you because the reality is God is the one that brought you out there and the God is the one that's going to hold you up and get you back to where you need to be at. So yeah, uh, that's I think good. We, we, we have internal strength and um, an internal anointing. And you know how it is. You know, you're a preacher. Uh, someplace you preach at, um, it's not so much that they are against you, but the reality is God wants you to bring your own anointing to that place. Yeah, uh, It's not that, oh, they're trying to sit on me. They don't want to hear. Well, stop, stop, stop. Do you have a message? You're just a mailman. Do you have a message? Deliver the mail and uh, then then watch God manifest himself. So I think we start with um, with the belief that God has called me, God has placed me, and um, and I'm relevant because of that. Yeah, that's powerful. That's that's really powerful. Wow, that's a Selah moment. Hmm. That's that's powerful, Roy. I think um, for many young, uh, not even just young men, but men who are are pursuing various things in life, need to hear um, that. One God is with them, and I think yeah. one of the greatest revelations in my life um, is that I've learned that God is with me, and that yeah. He never does leave me, and He never will. Um, mm-hmm. There was a um, there was a song uh, that came out um, that talked about God being a present help in the mm-hmm. very time of trouble, and so realizing that when you do face Goliath when you are up against things and people who seem bigger than you they have more money than you they have more influence than you um they have more stuff than you that uh you with the Lord are the majority um Mm. and knowing that he's given you everything you've needed to succeed and to be successful in those places he called you to if he Mm. called you to it what we have to learn how to do is shut down fear and yeah. our fear and our, and our, and it's twin cousin anxiety, uh, right. because those things will debilitate you. They will silence you. They will make you stop in your tracks and you have to learn how to silence those. And you silence those, I believe with knowing that you're not facing this alone. And when you mm. lean and depend on God, that's uh, when you lean and depend on God and you trust that if he brought you to it, he'll bring you through it, that that's you'll good. have the strength you You'll have the energy. You'll have the strategy. You have the know-how. Um, and this is what I realized, Roy. I think with all the education I have, with all the experience I have, I yeah, realize yeah. certain things I'm not smart enough by myself. I'm yeah. not anointed enough. I'm not skilled enough. And and I know that it was nobody but God that brought me to it. And You're I right, think sir. I think there's a humility that comes um, with something you said earlier when you realize that you're not God. <laughs> when you're not God and you uh, learn how to lean and depend on God for the next thing and for him to help and bring you to it and through it. I like that. You know, I've, I, um, I've got HD radio. Um, and if I'm in a certain spot, I can, I can tune into a variety of uh, frequencies. I, I love it. You know, let's say it's a secular station. And then they've got a couple of frequencies attached to it. And so I hit a button and then I get all the gospel music I want or classical or jazz or, or whatever. And, um, but there are certain places that I go in the city, the frequency will drop and then it'll come back on. Then it'll drop and then it'll come back on. 
I think for many of us, um, we have to watch our frequencies. What are we tuned into? So what yeah. you just said a minute ago, I, I, I really received that. Uh, I don't want to just stay on W F E A R. I don't want to just stay on that, that frequency or, or the frequency of anxiety. W A N X. I don't want to do that. Um, but even if I am tuned into a gospel station, I'm hearing good preaching, I'm hearing good music. Uh, if the signal does drop, it doesn't mean that the signal totally is dropped. I just need to keep driving until I can hear it more clearly. And so I'm, 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 I'm really, really convinced that you, sir, are on the right track. And I, to be honest, I wish I knew uh, what you know now. I wish I had knew it back then. Um, I would have avoided a whole lot of potholes in my my journey. Well. I'm avoiding the potholes because you went through the potholes. <laughs> well, that's um, the way it ought to be. You should you shouldn't have to go through foolishness that uh, us older folks have been through. We 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 really want you to go further and to climb higher. Wow, and you know what? That's why um, I'm I'm dedicated to capturing the life essence of every man because yeah. I believe that you that every generation is important that every man their experience their experience is invaluable and i want to extract all of the experience all of the wisdom that you have in order to be empowered and to help empower others you know what roy you've been you you're an amazing um whole guest and host and i'm sure because roy has been doing this for forever um i'm interested to know what is your favorite word what do you tell yourself is there a mantra is there a daily declaration is there a daily scripture that you've kind of made your 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 the foundation of your life um i've got a a few but um last october november the lord gave me a word and i've held on to it um it's romans 831 um, the scripture that says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And I, I have to tell myself that God is for me. Again, I, I can tune into so many different stations and uh, people that know radio, especially old radio, you know, with the dial. Uh, again, this is way before your time. Lord have mercy. But every now and then one signal will creep into another uh, signal. And the bleed in will be louder than what you actually tune into. And so um, when fear, when um, stinking thinking starts to bleed in, um, I I have to um, adjust the dial. I really do. And so that for me was a a much needed verse to, to anchor. What I realized was that I was quoting the verse wrong and um, when the Lord showed me that I was like oh my goodness I had no idea all these years I've been saying that verse and I've been saying it wrong I preached on that verse um, I've taught on the verse and, and I've, I've been teaching wrong so what I thought the verse said was if God is for us who could be against us what the verse actually says is what shall we say to these things mm. if God be for us who can be against us and so I said, well, let me go back to these things. And um, I could go back to the beginning of Romans, but even if I just did chapter 8, Romans 8, 1, no condemnation 
um, God is for me. Uh, the fact that all things are working together for good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. God is for me. Uh, the Holy Ghost knows what to pray when we don't know what to pray. Uh, we're, we're children of God. We've got the Spirit, otherwise we're none of His. God is for me. Who can be against me? I mean, just that foundation, man, just, it blew my mind. It's not just one verse, but just, just go back, let alone go forward to all the things that God has given us. And the the sad part is that um, we, tip, we typically forget these things. Wow. These things. Mm. No condemnation. Grace. Um, the fact that the ways of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ our Lord. We got all these things working for us, but the devil will. One of my friends, John Hanna, says, um, why should I act like a cheeseburger when God has made me a Big Mac? Mm. <laughs> and so, in light of the fact that God has done all this for me, um, I got a lot. And uh, by His grace and by His power, uh, I am somebody. Again, that's not a declaration of pride or, or arrogance, but I'm a child of God. I'm adopted. I, I mean, we can go on and on yeah. to, to these things. Um, if God is for us, who can be against us, man? So I, that's that's what um, I've been I've been I've been walking light of. God loves me. God cares about me. God's got a plan for me, and uh, He's bigger than my situation. And this, I, I'll say this, man. A, a lot of times, I, I feel like the Lord is is uh, looking at me, saying, "You know, I got you right." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know you got me." And then I get a little terrified. I, 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 I act like a little kid who's walking past a dog who's behind a fence. Mm. And I'm like, Daddy, 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 the dog's going to get me, Daddy, Daddy, the dog's going to get me. And God's like, you know, I got you right. And um, if I'm not careful, I'll forget all about what God has done, what he's brought me from, what he's taught me, what he said through me, how he's ministered to me, to other people. And um, I'm acting as if he's not the God of the universe. Wow. Uh, he's for me, wow. and um, and whether that's in a, a boardroom, whether that's in a pulpit, whether that's with my wife, whether that's with my kids, um, yeah, man, yeah, God is for us. Who can be against us? Wow. Roy, would you mind taking a moment because you said some powerful things? Um, I've actually never done this on the podcast, but I just kind of yeah. feel it in this moment. Would you mind praying for just every man that's listening that's either been discouraged or is trying to pursue um, their destiny, their purpose, the next level, um, that new position that um, maybe they want a family, maybe they're trying to reach for something bigger that seems out of reach. And I think sure. you've given so many key examples and and so many so much wisdom that has flowed from out of your lips um, that I think will, can change a man's entire trajectory. But not only that, but I do feel a grace and I felt a grace being released as you were talking, um, an anointing that was being released as you were talking. And I'm going to ask you just to pray. Um, maybe yeah. you're a young man in the car that's listening and you're crying, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're trying to figure out, you know, how can I advance? It seems like mm -hmm. the world is against you. It may seem like mm -hmm. that people are in opposition. Um, you just can't get your life right. You're trying to pick up all the broken pieces mm -hmm. and put them together. Um, I think, Roy, uh, you can pray for us and allow us to see that 
God is with us and he's for us. All right, so let's pray. Dear God, thank you for who you are. You are so wonderful. You're so kind. You're so thoughtful. Um, I can hear the old song say, in times like these, we need a savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Uh, Be very sure your anchor holds and grips a solid rock. I would pray, God, that um, you would anchor uh, that young man. You would anchor that older man in your word. God, these feelings that are crashing all around us and all in us cause us to be tossed to and fro. But God, we want to be very sure our anchor holds. Thank you for the song that says that rock is Jesus, uh, the only one. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Uh, we pray that you give us a hunger for your word personally. We don't want to just hear your word, but God, we want to read it. We want to study it. We want to obey it. Uh, we want to live in light of it. Help us to get in your word every single day. Help us to uh, realize who we are, as the book of James says. Help us to look in the mirror of your word and realize that we are loved, we are forgiven, that uh, without you, we're nothing. And you know us at our worst, and you still love us. You know us when we've gone the opposite direction. we failed. We've fallen. Um, we've repeated foolishness. We are like a dog that's returned to the vomit. I pray in the name of Jesus that um, we'd look up and realize that you're a loving father. You're a good, good father. Uh, Help us. Heal us. Heal our hearts. Heal our minds. No matter what we've been through, help us to realize that you're God. And you've got a plan for us that goes beyond our current situations. Help us to hope in God and to trust you. We commit ourselves to you. I pray healing. I pray deliverance. I pray the yoke of bondage. uh, That anchor to foolishness and sin will be broken. And I pray that um, the anchor of holiness, the anchor of hope, of healing, of love, of peace, of joy, of breakthrough would prevail. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, thank you, Roy, so much for being with us today. I really appreciate all of who you are, man, and your wisdom. I appreciate you, bro. Oh, man, it's been amazing. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Roy. Man, um, yeah, thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you, sir. Man, thank you. Keep up the good work. And I just want to just say, you know, your your willingness to address this is is, is huge. And um, uh, for most of us, we did not grow up with what you're doing. Uh, this is needful, bro. I want you to know that this is needful. I, uh, there, there weren't a whole lot of books about manhood as, as I was growing up. There was certainly not a lot of conversation. We come to the church, we clap our hands, shout, dance, uh, sing, and we enjoy the Lord. But we go home, but nobody ever really sat us down and said, hey, this is what it looks like, let alone this is what I've been through. So uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. This is uh, revolutionary and um I'm praying that God will continue to bless you, bro. Thank you so much, Roy, for your words. The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. 